0: Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate Need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need, and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word support ifcj.org your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support support ifcj.org. god bless and thank you you don't have to dip forever you know that right you don't have to smoke forever and the reason i say it like that is i have been that guy i have been that guy i dipped for so long and what would happen is i would decide i'm gonna quit oh, That's it's bad for me i'm gonna quit I'm a man, I don't need any help, I'm just gonna quit cold turkey, and I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch, that didn't work, gum, sunflower seeds, I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free, it's nicotine-free, it's even sugar-free, and I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. I don't think you could picture yourself looking at, your neighbor's kids and saying to yourself, you know, I don't like how they're raising that kid. I think I'm gonna do everything I can to get that kid in my clutches so I can raise him with my values. That sounds weird, right? That sounds creepy, like you wouldn't think in that way. And because of that, it's hard for people on the right, it's hard for you, it's hard for me, to think about kids the way the left thinks about kids to think about kids the way the cultural marxists in this country think about kids here is the truth they do not look at your kids as your kids they look at your kids as assets that's what they look at them as future assets that are worth investing in because if we invest in them now if we go after them now if we get our claws into them now in the future they will become good little tools of the state that is how the American communist views your kids how do I know that well that's how communists have always been and what have I told you 10,000 times America's communists are no different than communists have always been that's why they got your kids That's why they went after America's education system. That's why they go after childhood television programs. That's why every time you turn on the TV, there's a new bit about the left taking over and ruining something, and you're you're thinking to yourself, wait, what? They're going after that? I, I, I didn't even think about that. That's the point. That's the point. You didn't think about that. I didn't think about that because you and I don't think in that way. And we don't want to think in that way, right? That's not healthy. That's obviously really creepy and really terrible. But you and I do have to accept they do. They do. They do want your kids. They've been caught on camera talking about it 10,000 times. And you know what? Here's the sad part about it. They got lots of them. They got lots of them. You don't, you haven't forgotten yet about last summer, right? When George Floyd died. And cities were full of people from everywhere, of every color, rallying in the streets, screaming about the evils of America. Our biggest celebrities, our richest stars, our most powerful politicians screaming about the evils of America. Gigantic corporations. You like to picture them as, you know, wealthy guys with slick back hair and cigars in a boardroom of obviously Republicans. No. No, these corporate boardrooms now are full of people who hate America. What do all of these people have in common? All these people went through America's anti-American government education program. And it starts early. Don't, don't make this mistake of thinking, "Wow, it's a, so don't let them go to college. That's. All. College is just the finishing school. If you actually pay attention to what kids are learning in school today, they're being taught to hate America very, very, very early on, sometimes overtly, sometimes not. But by the time they get to college, those minds are softened up and ready for the killing blow. They are. They are. I think about this a lot. I get emails like this all the time. I'm reading this email somebody sent in to me. And I I get emails like this all the time. Quote, I go to Arizona State University. I'm a political science major. In my classes, we often have discussions. Today in my class, someone was saying that Mao was a great leader and he wished Joe Biden would learn a thing or two from Mao. I pointed out that Mao was a murderous dictator who killed more people than Hitler multiple times. He never once acknowledged me. He was unswayed. You're right when you say that communism is a religion. And that's what you and I have to wrap our minds around. And that can be so difficult for us. We want to imagine it's Republicans versus Democrats. It's left versus right. No, you have to understand. And this hurts. This is hard to accept. You have to understand they are religious. It is a religion. It is an aggressive religion of domination. That's how they're always taking over something else that it didn't even occur to you. It wouldn't occur to you because you don't look at the world that way, but they do. They do. How could somebody be so brainwashed to not know that Mao was a monster who killed seventy million of his own people? How could somebody be that brainwashed? Well, where do you think he learned that? Where do you think he learned that? That's the problem. It's not just that we're raising kids that hate America. We're raising kids to be communists, to be anti-human barbarians. And when I say communism is a religion, that's part of it. It's anti-human. It simply doesn't place a value on human life. Why do you think the body count for communism is so high? Do you think it's because all these people who were doing it were demons? No, they weren't. They were flesh and blood like you and I. How could the body count be so high? Because they're simply unfazed with death and starvation and destruction. Because humans, you, me, your kids, you just exist to be a servant of the state. And as long as you're a useful servant of the state, then you're somewhat useful. As soon as you stop being a useful servant of the state, then they shoot you in the back of the head, and throw you in a ditch somewhere. You, you know who the main people were who were dying under Mao? mouth? Don't get me wrong, lots of people died, but it was old people, children, pregnant women. He herded all the people on these gigantic communal farms and made them work, and they had work quotas. Well, who's not going to be producing as much as the men? Pregnant women, kids, old people. So they started dying by the million. Did Mao express any regret over it? Mao was thrilled over it. Mao would have you thrown in prison if you expressed regret over it. Pol Pot in Cambodia, remember him? Killed a higher percentage of his country than anyone else. 25% of his country, gone, dead. Asked on his deathbed. "Uh, What do you have to say for yourself? Mao said, what? I did fine. They don't think they're morally wrong. They think they're following their God devoutly. That's what you're up against. You think about Cartoon Network. Uh, five years ago, ten years ago. It would never occur to you to think about Cartoon Network's gonna try to indoctrinate my kids. Here's Cartoon Network. One, two, three!
1: (laughs) 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 Hey, when we're older, let's get married. (gasps) Ha,
2: you can't get married. Why not? Black people can't marry white people. Hey now. It's Garnet from Steven Universe!
3: Kids, don't be racist. You have to acknowledge racism to work against it.
1: Thanks to systemic racism, most of your storytellers prioritize white accomplishments, which leaves you with an incomplete picture. Ask yourself as you're learning history, who's telling the story? Was this modified to make white readers comfortable? Are major details being left out that would credit people of color and center their point of view? Honestly, I should have asked for script approval before agreeing to do this.
0: That's Cartoon Network. And I... (laughs) To put a bow on it, I've got news for you, and this is going to hurt, but you better be ready for it. They're going to come for something tomorrow that you didn't even think about, that I didn't even think about, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. They're never going to stop until you stop them. They don't think in that way. Communists never get to a place and say to themselves, well, I mean, I think that's good enough, right? We have enough? Are we good? It's a religion of domination, but it's also a worldwide religion. They're never going to stop until we stop them. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have a great show for you tonight with some great guests. Buckle up for this one. It's going to be a ride. We'll be back
3: tea serving me. A drink. Hey, What would you like? I usually my drink was give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, a glass of water on the side. I finished the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her a hundred dollars. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
0: Would you like to know what your kids are learning in government schools? Do you want to know why I mean, half the country? Am I, am, I, am I being mean about that? Half the country doesn't really like the place very much? Well, it takes years and years and years and years of being educated like this. This is Loudon County.
3: Tell I me mean, what, what this seems to be a picture of.
0: It's just two people chilling. Right, just two people. <laughs> That's nothing more to this picture? No, nah, not really. Just two people chilling. I don't believe that you believe that. Um, I don't believe that you look at this as just two people. Um, I don't think truly is just two people, though, is it not?
3: Yeah, but I think you're being—I think you're um, being—I think you're being intentionally coy about what this is a picture of.
0: (laughs) What are you being coy about? It's two people standing back to back in a picture. Well, I'm confused. Are you trying to get me to say that there are two different races in this picture? Yes, Is that I what you, you to say, that? say? Well, at the end of the day, wouldn't that just be feeding into the problem of looking at race instead of just acknowledging them as two normal people?
3: No, it's not because you you can't not look at you can't like, you can't look at the people and not acknowledge that there are racial differences, right?
0: Hmm interesting who was the actual teacher and who was the student there joining me now i'm excited for this to talk about that in other ways we're ruining these freaking kids in this country alicia kraus she is with the washington examiner newsmaker series and she's also a young america's foundation speaker alicia i i scream all the time about government schools Now, granted, I'm probably a bit more extreme about it than most people because Mm -hmm. I don't think the system can be saved. I'd rather just burn the whole thing to the ground and sow salt into the soil after it's done. But I realize most Americans probably don't share that point of view. What say you?
1: Uh, I Listen, as a homeschooler of all 12 years and a college dropout who then has worked in conservative media since I was the age of 18, I am definitely someone that specifically thinks that there needs to be massive reform to public ed- ed- education, in the words of my mother. Uh, they should be teaching, reading, writing, ar- arithmetic, and American history, and probably that's about it. Uh, But unfortunately, we've seen for many, many years, longer than you and I have been alive, not to age ourselves too much, but I consider myself a grandma millennial, I'm Mm. 35, recently 35 years old, Uh, longer than that, leftism and wokeism and progressivism has existed in America's uh, academia. And it's not just at the university and the college level. We are seeing it in high schools, in middle schools, in private schools all around the country. Barry Weiss had a piece about this, about parents here in Los Angeles and at some of the most expensive and elite schools in New York City that are concerned about their biracial children not wanting to sign up for this SJW type uh, curriculum and not... telling their kids not to ask questions in class because they're afraid of how it won't get them into Ivy League universities. And listen, they send their kids to schools that I live around the corner from one that's over 50 grand a year for kindergarten through sixth grade because they're trying to set up their kids for a path of success that they view as coming only from ivy league universities but i don't know i think i'm of the gary v my mindset that college is definitely not for everyone uh every career does not require it and uh maybe the world would be a little better if we had fewer people that went to america's universities where they continue to get indoctrinated
0: See, I told you I was excited. Did I not tell you I was excited? I scream this stuff all the time. I, I t- look, I do. I tell my audience all the time, why are, you, why are you making your kid go to college? There's this broken American mindset that my kid has to go to college and has to go to college. I'd rather my, throw my kids in the gorilla enclosure in the zoo than send them to half of these American universities. I'm already telling my sons, go be an electrician, be an elevator yeah. mechanic, work with your hands, make a boatload of money. Half the plumbers I know are rich. Listen,
1: my husband went to college and he still says to this day that he doesn't know what he's doing with his international business degree he's like is that something that like james bond would have like said he went to school for and never really used mm-hmm. um i think he just likes to compare himself to james bond he is very handsome like daniel craig but he is not a spy uh, but he owns his own business and truly everything that he does he's had to teach himself or pay a professional consultant to train him to do or hire people to go out and help him get clients Uh, I myself have worked in media my entire life, and I've never had somebody ask me in a job interview or when they've called up to offer me a job say, hey, by the way, uh, where'd you go to college and what was your GPA? Now listen, I do think that conservatives should not flee. I'm living in Southern California, and my motto right now is that we're not gonna flee in fear and we're not gonna stay because of pride, but I'm meeting more and more conservatives and libertarians in this state that are like, listen, are we gonna let another area of our country go more to the left than it already is? What are we going to do? We have to fight. And I think, as you mentioned, YAF and other organizations on campuses are doing a good job because some people are called to a career that requires a college degree. And there are brave kids that are members of YAF and and other organizations on campus that are putting up legitimate fights against administrators and professors and donors and sports teams and people abusing their power to try to shut them up.
0: See, this well, for one, that's how you know you married a man because every time I watch James Bond, I turn to the wife and say I should have been a spy just to get her to roll her eyes at me. That's one. Two, I will will say this about the not moving because I have to own this because I disagree. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not saying I'm right because I'm not sure. I tell people all the time now, just get out. Just go protect yourself, protect your kids, get out, go get in a place that shares your values because, and I don't want to sound too cynical, I view the federal government and many of these states, sadly, the great state of California being one of them, as being a lost, a lost (laughs) cause, so I tell people to protect themselves now, but I don't know that I'm right. Hammer me over the face. I deserve it.
1: I don't think that you're right, and I think that fortunately there's a couple of propositions that we had here in California where the majority of people determined, hey, affirmative action across all things, specifically when it comes to the UC system, which is our public college system here in the state, or the government determining race as a factor more important than somebody's abilities is a bad thing. I think over 60% of the voters in 2020 said, hey, let's not do this here. That, to me, is a win. We flipped two seats down in Orange County that belonged to Democrats for a very long time with fantastic congresswomen who are immigrants small business owners and could speak to the conservative principles that we have. I think we can flip Katie Porter's seat back to the Republican Party in Orange County as well. And I think that I understand that, and everybody's cost-benefit analysis is going to be different, but conservatives for far too long and I would argue that even 30 to 40 to 50 years ago, they looked at Harvard and were like, man, let's give up. We better flee that place. And now look what's, what it's doing and how influential it is.
0: Yeah, it's not necessarily wrong. I will say this about Katie Hill's seat. We should probably disinfect it first before we take it over, but that's another story entirely. Let's talk about sports. And I don't I don't know if oh, you're a sports fan. Sport I'm ball, a big football I can... fan. I really didn't care about any of them, but I, I view sports as being something important to nation. I think it's not an accident. Nations throughout the history of mankind have some kind of sport because it does bring a country together. It, it's something for people to rally around. And so we were talking recently about LeBron James and, of course, opening his stupid mouth about the Georgia law. And, of course, he's wrong about everything, like always. But this infection of professional sports turning left... I don't view it as a small thing. I, it, it's not that I really care about the NBA. I didn't even watch that. I think it's a bad thing that the leftists have infected yet another thing that brought us together, just like they did with our churches, which is sad, horrible. The education system, everything, everything that can bring us together, all the glue, that's what they go after, and I think they do it intentionally.
1: Yeah, they absolutely do this intentionally. I don't know if I'm more offended at LeBron's comments about the Georgia law, which it's very clear he has not read or compared or contrasted to our vice president or president's home state's uh, racist voting laws. Uh, I'm more offended by the Space Jam trailer I saw this week. I was like, what is this atrocity? Uh, uh, It's awful. I'm like, no, just... Leave it to Michael Jordan. The OG Space Jam is the best, and I'm going to go listen to the soundtrack later today. Here's another thing, though, and I say this to kids on college campuses all the time. If you are a talented uh, football star or basketball star or baseball star, uh, unfortunately, the conservatives and the libertarian ones have to keep their mouths shut because... Now players are saying this because they know that they can have influence on the bosses and players are saying this because they know that they can create fear in the boardrooms. Players are doing this because they know they're not gonna lose sponsors. They know and they might lose a little bit of the audience, but they're not gonna lose their contract. They're not gonna be reprimanded and they probably have marketing and social media teams completely behind them. And so we need to make sure that we are raising up a generation and generations of people who can go do the marketing. who can go, you know, win some championships, who can go uh, to serve in office, who can go be professors somewhere. And sometimes that silent majority, which I a thousand percent believe and statistics prove me right, they exist out there, need to be strategic and smart about this. And we need people like you and I that put our necks out there and, you know, have playdates canceled on our kids because of what we do for a living when we're Googled by LA moms. But we also need people behind the scenes making influence and being in media and movies and marketing and fashion and finance and so much more. Um, I'm not surprised by this move though. The MLB for a very long time, I have a girlfriend who will go on name, who used to work with them. They have been a woke organization for the last decade. Now it's just coming to the forefront.
0: Alicia Krause. You were awesome. Thank you, ma'am. All right. We'll be back. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? America's kids being brainwashed? Well, we're about to find out. Let's talk to Sam Sorbo about that. She's a filmmaker. She's also an author of True Faith, Embracing Adversity to Live in God's Light. Sam, uh, I am horrified by the state of America's education. Absolutely horrified. I don't think it's salvageable. What say you?
2: Uh Uh-oh, you're going to get me into trouble. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been sounding this clarion call for quite a while. I think that what we've got in our... We don't have education. We have what I call schooling. And, uh, and so we've been... And in fact, you and I, having gone through the system, have effectively been schooled and not educated. Uh, the mark of an education is the ability to teach it. And so all the parents... My children, I don't know what I would do are showing that they themselves haven't been educated they've been schooled um and in fact uh you know this is part of the the big struggle that we're having in our culture today is because all of these children have been schooled to not think anymore and so even though the evidence is is right there on its face um that socialism doesn't work they're still thinking that socialism's going to work because eighth times a charm
0: apparently <laughs> Sam, what is the problem? Is it Is it teachers? Is it teachers' unions? is it Is it America itself? Or where did we go wrong? We're now at a place that I look, this is just my personal opinion. Half the country hates the country. If you're at that place, you're in a very dangerous situation as a nation, no matter what your nation is, and they've been taught to hate the country. Where did that come from?
2: Uh, leftists and uh, Marxists in uh, infiltrating the United States. Uh, po- prior and certainly post World War II, uh, so and and basically the hijacking of the Democrat Party. So it used to be that the Democrats and the Republicans both believed at least in life, afforded uh, freedom, but now we have an entire political party, the Democrat Party, that hates this nation, that seeks to destroy this nation, that's why they're for open borders because they know that the borders are the integrity of the nation and if they can destroy its integrity, they can destroy it. That's why they're for abortion on demand at any time during the pregnancy or even after the pregnancy because they don't believe in life and so, and that's, of course, the, the, the first tenet of America is the belief in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, life being the most important among those things because without it, the rest are of little use. Um, and so that, that party, the fact that we have those people serving in government has really set up a, a huge conundrum for the rest of America. And unfortunately, I think we've been asleep at the wheel. Full of... Faith, as people who believe in this nation, as patriots, we've really allowed um the left to to in a sense abscond with our nation. And and in one respect, I mean that's why I wrote my book, Words for Warriors, because the left has redefined our words. Um, they're using them against us, they've hijacked our language, and we need to do something to fight back. So I, I'm encouraging people to at least get some knowledge of the words that have been hijacked and and how, for instance. Fascism. Fascism is a word that the left has taken and perverted to mean something right-wing. There's nothing right-wing about fascism. There is no such thing as a right-wing fascist that's all left-wing. The fascists have the same artwork, they have the same color scheme, they have the same tactics as the communists, the Marxists, the progressives, all of those, ilk. the the far left-leaning liberals. And 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 yet we've we've allowed them to sort of infiltrate, so that you'll you'll hear people argue, well, there's violence on both ends of the spectrum. Excuse me, prove it. I would love to see where the vast right wing violence is. So I need some proof, please. And yet we allow them to to say these things, like, oh, wars are all wars are religious. Um, no, they're not. Most of the wars are absolutely not religious. Most wars are about power. That's what the left is about and we see it in everyday life, they're entirely about power, infiltrate our thoughts and make us think things that are simply not true.
0: I swear I haven't been replaced with the female body. The, 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 uh, you were saying exactly the things I say. Well, I, I, I tell people this all the time. People on the right will say things like, why, why are they Why are they letting the borders be overrun? Don't they understand that that destroys America? And I say, yes, they do understand. That's why they're doing it. That's why they're, fi- That's like you pointed out, that's why they're totally fine with 50 million unborn. You could show them 200 million unborn. You could show them a billion unborn. And they would say, oh, nice, that's a good start. It's not an accident that these commie scum have killed so many people that's what they believe but the the right like you mentioned the right has problems and i have a big problem with this sam and i talk about it all the time you're welcome to push back on me on it i have a big problem with americanized christianity i do i think it got rich and fat and soft because christians in this country have been able to have a comfortable life you never had a problem going to church and so we allowed instead of leading on the cultural issues and having our pastors be the leaders on important things. Our, half, our, half our scumbag pastors now will get up and preach about white privilege from the pulpit. I lost my church last year because of that scumbag stuff. I, I, think we, I think we failed to lead and we were way too passive and everyone just wants to turn the other cheek while the commies are destroying everything
2: yeah I wish I could disagree with you more fervently but I can't and part of it is because and and here's the thing I don't necessarily blame the pastors uh the our institutions have been infiltrated by marxists and marxism and so that's been part of parcel of what has been taught in the church look at the pope today uh he suffers from the same uh the same issues that um, you know, entering into politics is kind of dirty, so the church really shouldn't shouldn't be discussing politics, which of course is a lie from the pit of hell. And our pastors really need to start stepping up. We need some leadership from the pulpit. And in fact, they allowed themselves to be shut down during this quote unquote pandemic is such a, is so abhorrent to me. Um, my pastor in L.A. took a leadership position on this, and so um, he had communion service on Easter. It was, of last year, it was, you know, horrendous and, and fraught with all kinds of logistical issues and stuff, but they managed to get through it. But then by Pentecost, by by May 30, 31st, he opened the church, no masks required. If you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. That's your free choice. Um, no social distancing required. And he just opened the church and it's been open ever since. They are not posting any, any extraordinary COVID numbers, but we see this also from the state of Florida. You would think that Florida, as, as the most aged population uh, in the states, that Florida would be posting the worst COVID numbers. Of course, it's not posting the worst COVID numbers, and we've never had the mandated lockdowns and the mandated masks. And and yet, and in fact, our schools have been open all year. Um, In fact, you won't see this covered in the press because it doesn't fit the narrative of the press. The real problem that we have, we have a problem with pastors, absolutely. But let's not forget the church of the media and the fact that the media worships government as God. And so everything that the media does is they either report on it in a in a negative way in order to further their agenda, or they ignore it in order to further their agenda. You Sam, not included, of course, there are the exceptions.
0: <laughs> no, no, well, well, let me ask you this though. I mean, look, that's a great point now that you pointed it out, uh, you're an exception. I mean, that's why I don't buy this Don't Blame the Pastors I expect you to be the exception I I expect people, you know Setting the church part of it aside I expect the people on the right To be an exception And I'm sorry, I don't see that enough I see a lot of no, not one more inch. This is the line in the sand. Okay, when are we taking inches back, Sam? I, I, I see a lot of, uh, uh, we can't let them take anymore. When are we playing offense? I, All I see is defense out there. What what are we doing to take ground back? And the, the answer is nothing. If you even bring it up, half the people on the right will tell you to hush up like you're Genghis Khan.
2: Right. So there are those people on the right who are basically the traitors in a sense because they're just they're simply helping the enemy, right? By not participating. But there are plenty who do participate. And so I just look, you know, it's a heavy lift. Who's gonna who's gonna be do who's gonna be, you know, lifting it, frankly. I call on people, if your pastor isn't preaching freedom from the pulpit every Sunday without masks, find a new church. Right, my church in LA is overflowing now. They do they they're doing too many services. They can't keep up because people are flocking in because they need the leadership. They want to see that. But but Jesse, let's face it, pastors are people too. Yes, they sought the church. They want to share the gospel. But but they're people too, and they're f- flawed, frankly. And yes, we should hold them to a higher standard because they've asked for it. Absolutely. But at the same time, I can't I can't. I can't ask for milk from a horse, okay? Horses don't give milk, cows do. And so we we can't be beating our heads against the wall going, why aren't they doing this? They simply aren't. And we have to turn to the people who are. And remember Gideon whittled down his forces to 300 from the 30, 60,000 that they started out with. I mean, so it, it doesn't take a, a lot. And in fact, the thing that we really have to concentrate on is that the enemy is much smaller than we think. It took what, 50 MLB, uh, 50 uh, baseball players to shift and I think that's an organization of like 10,000 baseball players or something. So for some reason, they listened to the 50 who complained and they moved the, um, not that I care a whit about baseball, sorry baseball fans, but I know that they moved the game which cost that community a $100 million is anybody in the community standing up and criticizing the, the Major League Baseball? No. It's absurd. Yeah.
0: Well, it's still weird to me that you can milk an almond, though. Sam Sorbo, thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate
2: you. <laughs> Maybe you can. I can't.
0: <laughs> Have a good one. All right. We'll be back. Newton Group Transfer. That's 888 84 jesse or go to timesharejesse.com, Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. (laughs) A lot of people saw this video I'm about to play you and they got so angry about it. And I'll be honest with you. I saw it and it bummed me out.
3: All right.
2: Police. What is it? The police. All right. Mr.
3: Police. Say. All right. Mr. Power to the people. Power to the
0: people. Thanks, kids. Man, that doesn't make me angry. That makes me sad. Joining me now to talk about that is the chair of the Color Coalition, Joseph Pinion III, a man that always has something smart to say. Joseph, I see kids out there. To act in a fool all over the place and all it does is to, it leads me to think man where, where how are we educating these kids who's
3: teaching these kids this horrible stuff well look the old adage was that children don't know how to hate hate is taught um apparently now the new adage is that depending on who your anger is directed towards um hatred is a-okay and 100% acceptable So this is where we see this reverse indoctrination, where the same people that come out of tradition of King, we talk about having love and compassion for people who are different from us, now literally have deemed entire political parties, have deemed entire professions um, undeserving of grace, undeserving of dignity, and in many ways have fostered a upcoming generation that will have these deep-seated resentments Uh, buried in their marrow uh, for years and years to come. Joseph,
0: can it be unlearned? Because I'll tell you, I see these, especially on college campuses, I know you've seen it all over the place today. And I know it's a, it's a famous old conservative adage. Uh, if you're under 30 and not a liberal, you have no heart. And if you're over 30 and not a conservative, you have no brain. I don't believe that. The history of the world doesn't say that. There are all kinds of young people who don't think that way. And I think these young people are always going to be like this. Because as you just pointed out, it's in their bones by that point in time. You can't unlearn it. And they're going to end up 50 and single and miserable.
3: Well, I think also we have to recognize that this is no longer part of a counterculture. This is no longer part of a rebellion. Uh, we're not dealing with kids who go off to college and want to rebel, with hippies who want to you know, talk about peace and love. Uh, we're now talking about whole changes um, to school pedagogy uh, for the purposes of trying to teach children at a very young age that America in and of itself is a racist institution, um, that we're founded on white supremacy. And the hard truth about all of that is that it stops us from having the very real conversation about how we confront the vestiges of white supremacy that still exist to this day. Uh, Because when we're sitting here trying to say that Uncle Ben is is institutional racism, when we're sitting here having conversations about moving the all-star game from from georgia we we miss the very crucial conversations about what are the keys to success what have been the historical indicators that allow people of all walks of life but particularly minorities uh, to be able to move forward uh, to to transfer wealth from one generation to the next we know what those linchpins are and many of them are rooted in bedrock conservatism and the problem is that we're not even having that conversation because it's much easier to teach hate than it is to come up with actual solutions
0: But but how are we ever going to get to the point where we can have the conversation, Joseph? And I'm not just talking about, I'm not talking about the black and white thing. I'm talking, I I lump them all in together. The feminist thing, the LGBTQ thing, the environmental thing. I view them as being all one and the same of these groups that have found a grievance they can exploit. They can use that grievance to further the goals of the Democratic Party, and now they control every single cultural institution from the FBI to the media to the schools to everything else, and there's no room for another voice in there. Who's that voice going to be?
3: They can't get on the air. Well, I mean, it's really difficult right now. I mean, you look at what's happening with big tech, the oligarchs placing their thumb on the scale, uh, basically yeah. with these factless fact-checkers determining writ large um, when they want conservatives to be silenced forever. They don't want to have a conversation. But I think it's inherent for us to do the work that we used to know we had to do as conservatives, which was to show up. We had an entire summer where we watched America burn in the aftermath of what happened to George Floyd, we talked about the fact that it had a disproportionate impact on black and brown businesses. And yet at the same time, we needed as conservatives, as Republicans, to show up and do the work to help rebuild those communities, to help rebuild some of those minority stores. Because it's not enough to say that these people are destroying your life. It's more powerful to say that I'm here to help you rebuild. I'm here to be an example of what the tenets of conservatism are really about. And I think, again, the left is highly effective at this sloganeering um, that gets people to focus on the outcome they want to achieve and keeps them blind to the fact that the methods they want to employ will never actually achieve them. And so when you talk about medicare for all who could be against health care for all people well yeah that's a really effective slogan it's much more difficult for us to say well no we want health care for all people but it has to be done a certain way Uh, so we have to find a way to make our message more about what we can do for people less about warning people against the dangers of history because ultimately most people are more likely to drink the medicine with sugar, and they are to actually have the bitter aftertaste of the historical precedents that we know um, lead society to a terrible, terrible place.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point, Joseph. What, are, what do we do about the fact that we are separating? I mean, we are separating, and now it's becoming physical. People are who are stuck in states and places they won't don't want to be. They're packing up, they're moving, and look, I encourage people to do that, do what's best for you and your family, but. In the end, isn't that more and more unhealthy as a nation? If we're going this way and the blue states are getting bluer and the red states are getting redder and redder, and we are just, we're drawing lines in the sand.
3: Well, I, I think I'd push back a little bit there because I think we're actually seeing some historical lows as far as people being willing to move. I think in many ways that's why uh, we see so many people trapped in the vestiges and ravages of poverty, Uh, because people feel as if they're entitled to stay exactly where they were born. They don't ever have to move to find opportunity. America was built on movement. Movement is life. Um, And so I think in many ways you see some of that happening right now with the concerns in places like Texas as more and more people leave California because of their terrible policies and bring some of those bad policies down to uh, the Lone Star State. Uh, in places like Austin and places and and things of that nature so I think we have to find a way to get people to understand that opportunity is what you make of it life is what you make out of it and I think particularly for conservatives if we can provide people with a blueprint to show them um, how this can work for them in their own lives not the textbook version but the real life uh napkin version I think we'll be in a much better position
0: joseph when it comes to schools i hear people on the right say a lot that they don't want their kids indoctrinated in schools i don't want my kids indoctrinated they use that word all the time but if we're going to use it the way people on the right use it Uh, is it wrong for me to say I do? I just want them indoctrinated with my values. Teachers are not robots. You put a child in front of a teacher for seven, eight hours a day. They're going to pick up on that teacher's biases, whether they're trying to give it to the students or not. I feel like I don't want them indoctrinated is a defensive mindset, and we need to be more offensive.
3: Well, I think it's twofold. I think we can do two things at the same time. I think we can recognize that we don't have enough conservative voices on college campuses, that we don't have uh, the, the conservative equivalent of Teach for America, where we send young conservatives who are passionate into inner cities to go and teach. I think we need to start working on things like that. But also, I think, you know, to your point, you know, we just have to get people to be able to call balls and strikes. When you start basically whitewashing Huckleberry Finn um, and trying to remove words from textbooks and take us into this Orwellian nightmare, that's not teaching. Uh, That is something else. That is social engineering. And so I think what most people want is just to be able to send their kid to school and be able to have that child come home and ask them questions about what they learned not have them walk through the door um, talking about the fact that apparently America was not founded in, in, in the 1700s. We were founded in 1619, and everything that's happened since 1619 is the result of entrenched racism. I, I think that on some basic level, when you start changing the fundamental definition of things, as basic as when the country was founded, I think then we have departed from educating our children, and that's the indoctrination I think many people are appalled by.
0: Joseph, homeschooling. People are moving that way because they want their kids back in school. I think this is a great thing for the country to get kids out of the clutches of these horrible
3: teachers unions. What say you? Look, I think homeschooling works. uh, But I think in many ways, the, the silver lining to that is the parents have to be in a situation where they are capable of providing the schooling. Um, We've got parents that in many ways, they have so much work to do. Um, They don't necessarily have the bandwidth to do that. In many ways, they have some limitations themselves when it comes to their educational background. And so here's what I do know. I do know that Americans pay an ungodly amount of taxes. Those taxes are supposed to be going to benefit um, our longevity to make sure we can have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, rooted in that should be the ability to send your child to the local school and have them come home uh, with an education that allows them a pathway to a life better than yours Uh, that dream has been dying Uh, American children have been falling behind their peers around the globe for the better part of the last two decades and so when you look at children not reading that grade level children not doing math at grade level. You know, these liberals want to talk about free college and, and and debt reductions. How about we just fix the schools? How about we just make sure that kids who leave high school don't have to go into debt to learn things in college that they were supposed to have already learned for free in classes they weren't going to get college credit for because they're remedial. How about we do that? There's just some really basic things that we should be able to do and find common ground on. And again, we can't because the left is engaged in sloganeering. And to your point, the right is so engaged in responding to that sloganeering instead of going on the offensive and saying, here's how we're going to fix things. And here's the message we're going to take to people that don't typically listen to us to make sure that we can get the job done.
0: Joseph Pinion third. Thank you, my friend. All right, my brother. Talk soon. We'll be back. don't let them have your kids i know that's an obvious statement right i'm I'm not gonna let anybody take away my kid i love him no when you send your kids off to school are you letting them have your kids be careful you're not when you allow your kids some time to get on get on youtube and check out their latest video are you letting them have your kids I have to think about it, too. I have to be purposeful about it, too. What are you watching, son? What are they saying? What did you learn in history class today? Oh, oh, America, what did they teach you? We just have to be diligent. We have to be careful. All right, we'll do it again sometime. You know Until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me. On top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com promo code Jesse. burden and bringing stability. The foundation helps Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families as well as our nation's most catastrophically injured heroes and homeless veterans. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to its programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's t the number 2 t.org. Never forget 911 or the sacrifices our heroes have made for us